morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Happy Monday, everyone. Hope you had a nice weekend. The date is March 7th. I've got a fun little anniversary to start with today that I have a fun fact to share. And so I I like talking about this one because of the fun fact. But on this day in 1992, Sailor Moon, the anime came out, uh, debuted in Japan, and it was on until February 8th, 1997, one of the most legendary anime of all time. I've personally never watched Sailor Moon, but it's been on my list for so long and I have so many friends who love it so much. It's such an absolutely iconic anime, both visually and the narrative. But also my fun fact about it is that the creator of Sailor Moon is Naoko Takeuchi. And Naoko Takeuchi is married to one of my favorite uh, anime manga creators of all time, uh, Yoshihiro Tagashi. And Yoshihiro Tagashi is the person who created Yu Yu Hakusho, which is one of the most iconic uh, anime from the 90s. And then he went on to create Hunter Hunter, Hunter x Hunter, which if you don't know, is, has become one of the most popular anime. It was in the late 90s and they rebooted it in the 2010s. And it is one of the most beloved shonen anime of all time. Um, it's just I love to think about this married couple that they have got such talent between the both of them that they made between the both of them Sailor Moon and Hunter Hunter, which are two of the most well-known most viewed read manga and anime of all time, which is so fun. And with that, we can hop into some stuff from the weekend. Catch you up. JL, what is going on in entertainment? Entertainment. The Batman is crushing at the box office. It's one of the biggest releases, not just of 2022, which we're still kind of early in, but just in this past year alone. So it's reigning supreme at the box office, finishing number one, and the current number right now, which will probably be a little bit different by the time you hear this show, it is an impressive 129 million in domestic returns. This is, of course, coming on the heels of, I guess, us getting back to normal, Charlie, because over the past couple of years, we've just been experiencing movies going straight to HBO Max. And according to our movie connoisseur, Connor Sheeran, this will be hitting HBO Max in a little over 30 days. It's the second film that's been released during this pandemic era, quote unquote, that has crossed 100 million in its first weekend with the other other one being Spider-Man No Way Home. And that is thanks in no small part to overwhelmingly positive reviews, as well as fan interest in seeing Robert Pattinson's take on The Dark Knight. People flock to the theaters to check it out. And honestly, I'm probably going to as well because it's just been interesting to see Robert Pattinson's evolution just from, let's just say, Twilight. The Tom Holland-led movie Uncharted finished in second with $11 million, which is impressive because we've talked about how video game to movie adaptations haven't always gone as well. So it's good to see those numbers. Dog starring Channing Tatum nabbed $6 million. As we've said before, dog movies always do excellent. But... It's Batman's weekend, and given the massive success so far, it will likely dominate the box office for weeks to come. And since we're on the topic of successful movies, on Friday afternoon, Warner Brothers announced that they would be offic- they would be reviving the I Am Legend film with a sequel starring Will Smith and Michael B. Jordan. So there's been no official press release announcement. So if you're looking for this on the internet, you are not going to find it, at least right now. And that's it. That's all we know. There's no information about the film yet. No director confirmed. No release date. No plot. Just the confirmation of the leading duo. A picture on Will Smith's Instagram. 
a picture on Michael B. Jordan's Instagram, and that is it. So we'll keep you posted when we find out more. And with that, I can hop over to some sort of NFT entertainment joint news. NFTs. It was announced this weekend that future TV shows, games, and music are going to be produced around the Flower Girls NFT project. This one is near and dear to my heart because I actually was a holder of this project for a while, and then I sold way before I should have, and I feel like such a dummy because I do really love the artwork. As far as PFP projects like this go, it is really beautiful. It's uh, drawings of women um, combined with flowers, and they're these really gorgeous pictures. Um, But so the children's entertainment company Dolphin Entertainment announced this weekend their plans to produce a wide array of media based on the Flower Girls NFT project, which you can look at it on OpenSea right now, including scripted and unscripted TV series, books, games, music, events, and merch. The project is created by uh, artist Varvara Alay and has skyrocketed on OpenSea in the past month, even before this announcement, but has it has been doing big numbers on the platform um, and boasts collectors, including Gwyneth Paltrow, Eva Longoria, also shout out Gary Vaynerchuk. I know is an early collector of Flower Girl as well. Um, and then Dolphin Entertainment is the production company actually behind a lot of TV shows, but ones that are near and dear to my childhood are Zoe 101 and Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide. They produce that, so they've been known for making good content. This is also just interesting news because we'll hear this more and more from a lot of projects where a production company will create a deal with a project to create other uh, other entertainment out of that IP. And so this is, we get news like this a lot, but it's fun to see it with Flower Girls NFT. With that, we can hop over to the world of sports. Sports. In the NBA this weekend, the biggest story, there were actually a lot of fun games this weekend, but in my opinion, the biggest story was LeBron James scoring 56 points in the Lakers' win over the Warriors on Saturday. The Lakers have been absolutely struggling. They have been finding themselves in competition for being one of the worst teams in the West recently. They are really just blowing it. But nonetheless, I do not want people to sleep. LeBron is still one of the greatest players in the NBA right now, not just of all time. He had 56 points, 10 boards on 31 attempts. Uh, The Lakers after this are still obviously a far cry from true playoff contention. They're ninth in the West, which means they're in the play-in right now. But... We could see they might fall more, and also it's unlikely that they would make it much past the play-in right now. Um, They have a record of 28-35. and But part of why I want to talk about this is because I think this is such a fun story. In 2013, LeBron said, um, because he was upset that people would refer to him as not a scorer, in an interview he said, if he took 37 attempts a game as some other players, James Harden, cough, cough, but not exactly who he necessarily said explicitly, but if he took 37 attempts a game, he would easily uh, score 60 points, something he said in an interview. And people were critical of him saying it, saying that he's not humble. And then a few months later, to prove the point, essentially, he took 33 attempts in a game. And in the game that he had 33 attempts, he had 61 points, which is exactly what he said. So I just think that people should uh, uh, highlight LeBron as a scorer as well, because he is an incredible, incredible scorer. And then also just one other little NBA, another player scored over 50 points this weekend. Jason Tatum um, yesterday had 54 points against the Nets. Uh, The Celtics beat the Nets, even though the Nets had both KD and Kyrie Irving on the floor and the Nets are now under 500, which is incredibly disappointing for the Brooklyn Nets. But Jill, what else happened in sports? Yeah, Charlie, this is thanks in part to one of our other 731 hosts, Bo, who is the UFC slash MMA expert. Nobody does it quite like Bo. Wish he was here to break it down completely, but he's busy moving. So I'm going to try to do the best that I can. Here's the deal. UFC 272 went down on Saturday night. The headline event was Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. And this fight has some crazy beef and these two hate each other. I'm not even the biggest UFC 
fan or expert, but I even know how much these two hate each other, especially with all the the stuff leading to the fight. Like those stare downs at the weigh-ins were, were real. But the crazy thing is that they actually used to be best friends and roommates. Maybe one day Bo can break down how they went from best friends and roommates to um, hating each other because it seems like it goes a little bit beyond just being competitors. But Colby dominated for pretty much all five rounds using his superior wrestling and insane cardio. And after the fight, Covington called out Dustin Poirier for a grudge match. So we shall see what happens. I also don't follow the UFC that much, but I follow it enough to know that I do not like Colby Covington. That's all I know. And so I was ho- I was hoping Jorge Masvidal was going to win this one. Um, but that's just off just the vibes of I don't like Colby Covington from like interviews and stuff. But listen, we'll have to see if he fights Poirier or what happens next. And hopefully he gets to be put in his place a little bit. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head to 137pm.com or follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Also, be sure to hop into our Discord so you can chat with us in our community. We'll be back tomorrow. And as always, remember to stay curious. 